Hello, thanks for joining us here at Once When I Was Cool, your weekly podcast about things that we love, that we remembered from our bygone days when uh, we were youngsters, when we were cool, all stuff that may be around or may not be around anymore, um, and stuff we just like to look back on fondly. My name's Dave, I'm one of your hosts. Hello, and I'm a wee man, and you've probably said that, but you just lagged a little bit, that's okay. Um, Coming to you via the interwebs, and that's probably why there's a bit of a lag in here. Um, over to our left, or your right, depends on how we're looking at it and how you're looking at listening to this, is producer Simon. G'day, Hello, Simon. Mate. How are you, buddy? Yep, he's giving us the wind-up. He's getting a little bit impatient these days. He must be a bit hungry. So yes, we are coming through. We are coming through the internet. We're still in those uh, days of quarantine where we can't get together, unfortunately. And we both live at different ends of the country, so it's not possible for us to be in the same studio together. So we are relying on the internet, as everybody is at the moment. And I think uh, all the streaming services have been given the priority over the internet. So rather than our dulcet tones and beautiful voices, uh, we do apologise if there's any lagging or any sorts of uh, glitching in the in the internet. We're doing the best we can and thank you for joining us thanks so much for listening in if you're a returning listener uh thanks for coming back thanks for telling a friend if you're new to the podcast thank you very much thanks for downloading thanks for giving us a chance hopefully we can do an adequate job for you and you might want to come back again another time so we let's get into it yes we're waiting Big shout out to Shaniqua, as always. Oh, yes, our, our loyal fan, yeah. our, our one loyal listener, our listener that we've had right from the very beginning. All right, so we, once when I was cool, we used to have barbecues. Yes, yes, we did. We still have them today, but they were very different to what, what they are today. Barbecues when I was young, completely different to what they are today. They're another kitchen so to speak, or a kitchen utensil these days. Um, so barbecues really, uh, back yeah, it, when we were kids, it was more like an event rather than say you're going to a party, you, you'd say I'm going to a barbecue. It was a, uh, it was a function, it was a gathering, it was sort of like a social uh, type of get-up. Um, and it was, it was something that sort of really brought people together. It was more of a special occasion. Nowadays, the barbecues, everyone's got one in the backyard and especially in summer, people tend to cook on them, you know, probably five or six days a week. Yeah, the the difference also when you're saying that we had one in our uh, uh, backyard, everyone's got one now, which is absolutely right. Back when, when we were young, there were a couple of, only a couple of different types. You didn't have the, the gas barbecues that we have today. What you had was basically a, it was a fire or if you were, a little bit uh, fancier, you actually had a bricked-in barbecue that was basically a wood fire with a, a grill and a plate. Um, otherwise, it was just like a, a fire, 44-gallon drum, um, you know, with some holes in it and a big grate over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it was usually some form of really- – some- some form of cast iron plate with the, like you say, with the bits of wood underneath it, you'd poke in underneath, get a bit of uh, paper to get it, uh, to get the fire going in. There's no fancy fire lighters back then. It was paper and stack as much kindling as you could under it. And you had no control over the heat. So the, the things that you cooked were usually either 
burnt on the outside and raw on the inside um, or they were done sort of just underdone to try and avoid that char. I remember the best way that people used to clean those cast iron plates as well. Do you remember what, what you used to use? Oh, look, I, I, no, I can't. Usually it was a, uh, a piece of um, newspaper. newspaper, yeah, a bit of newspaper with uh, either water or a bit of oil or something like that and you'd let the plate heat up a bit and you'd rub the, rub the newspaper all over it and that was how it got cleaned. And I remember when or a beer. Or a beer, or yeah, a beer. But, or depending, on, depending on who had the beer, whether they wanted to part with it or not. But um, I remember they used to always have these in the parks as well and it seems quite strange that you go down to your local park and there'd be that, that bricked-in uh, wood fireplace, usually on a concrete bit of concrete. I wouldn't even call it a concrete slab because it was usually just a, a rough bit of concrete poured into the middle with a barbecue on top. And I always think of um, when I see those, not that there's many around anymore, but when you do see them, I always think of that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's trying to put one together and he holds up the box and says, there you go, and his is nothing like it and then he has the uh, the massive tantrum and, and just chucks it all in together and the concrete sets around it that's what would happen if i did it true that that's true you shouldn't be doing anything manual with your hands uh, <laughs> um look and what what i used to remember is it, it was very the best plate so it was really hard to get a good plate when you got a good plate you never want to part with it the best plate I ever found living living in the bush uh, um, was a disc from a plough. So you know how you have the prongs of the disc and then you have um, of a furrow and then you've got ones that used to disc. So you know they were about like a two foot across. No, like a big disc. Mm-hmm. So you're yep. looking like and. The best part about having a, a plough disc as your plate was it always had that hole in the centre anyway from where it used to bolt on. Right. So all the fat and all the, all the rubbish sort of used to go down and then drop into the fire. But because it was strong and it was it was a really good even sort of heat and that was one of the best um, basically cooking surfaces that I've ever come across, even better than what we have today up the back, except for something like a teppanyaki bar or something fancy like that. Yeah, I remember that um, the plates as well always seem to be usually fairly thin, not compared to like the cast iron ones we got today. The the iron would often be thin and after a few fires or after a few years it'd start to warp and get a little bit... Um, Bit, bit bent at the front and, uh, you, you know, nothing would be – you'd put your sausages in and they'd either all roll to the middle or they'd all roll to the outside and they'd never sort of stay there. But the beauty with that is you didn't have to turn them as much because just the the movement of it helped cook. Mm. Just keep moving them up to the top and letting them roll down. And the food that we used to take to barbecues back in those days, I remember there were always used to be onions and lots of onions sliced up and then there'd either be sausages for the kids and then there'd be chops – for the adults and there was never really much in between. Occasionally you get fancy and have lamb chop. I don't ever remember anybody taking chicken, um, certainly not pork and, and kebabs and those sorts of fancy things that we have these days no one ever used to take. And it was just basically chops and then you'd have a garden salad which was a bit of lettuce with some um, a bit of tomato, a bit of cheese chucked in. bit of dressing. bit of dressing, yeah, usually some sort of dressing. Um, and then white bread and what sort of sauce? Tomato. 
that was all there was was tomato sauce and if you were if you're expecting a big um big barbecue you'd have that big two liter bottle or three liter bottle or whatever it was of it that you would push in and you couldn't get a little bit out and it all run out and all run over your hands and you'd have a you know tiny little bit or you'd have the whole thing yeah and the other the other thing too which, you know, you think about people just in big chairs and sit around a table like barbecues these days. You go and cook the barbecue over one place and then you bring it over to an outdoor table or even back inside and eat it in there. You used to stand around. There might have been tables for, you know, some of the older people that would come, um, but you'd all stand around. The kids certainly, as kids, we certainly weren't sitting around. We were running around with their sausages in our bread and that was pretty much it. And then people, the, you know, the parents would be either standing around having a chat. There was not the sit-down meal it is today. Yeah, and people then sort of got a little bit fancy and people would have gas barbecues. But the gas barbecues I seem to remember used to be kind of bricked in as well more often than not. And you'd have the little spot underneath the fire grill for just to the side of it for some reason um, where the gas bottle would sit. And that was when you were starting to get a little bit fancy, you had a little bit more control of the heat. But, um, yeah, the barbecues, they weren't certainly weren't that advanced. And I remember more often, well, not more often than not, but occasionally uh, the gas bottle would, would blow up especially when people had had them, these rusted old, um, rusted old gas bottles that were never any good for anything to start with. And um, did, Have you ever been around anyone who's, uh, when the gas bottle's blown up? The only time I've been around, and um, you'd probably remember this, is when we went to the four-wheel drive. Um, we went to a big four-wheel drive show, which is down near Sydney, and... Um, you know, they they were essentially rolling these butane gas bottles into the fire and they'd be just going off like clockwork, six, 12, six and 12. It was just like, yeah, it was it was amazing. And you remember, mm. I can see by your face. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. No, I wasn't sure head. where you were going with that because, um, yeah, that was a particularly interesting sort of situation for many reasons, but I'd forgotten about the uh, the people that used to seem to enjoy throwing little little butane bottles into the fire and then everyone, and then they'd all roar uproariously and start laughing and think it was wonderful. Um, but no one ever seemed to take their leg off or anything like that. But I remember when I was a kid, um, we used to, in the town that I used to live in, we, there was a river. Well, there still is a river. The river's still there. I've moved away. But um, near the river, um, one of our neighbours um, uh, was having a barbecue in a little shed just down by, by us, a little, like a little boat jetty marina type thing and the gas bottle blew up and he just went rolling straight down into the water luckily he was okay no long-term damage but it could have been really nasty but it seemed to be a fairly not uncommon event that the gas bottles would blow up no it was either uh, the the butane bottles gas bottles exploding or you'd have people coming in with burns because they'd be trying to put um, the coals that come out or the logs that roll out and they try to pick them up. People do silly things when there's alcohol involved. But one thing um, I did as a, as a young fella when I went out uh, camping with some mates, so we had a fire and we'd be cooking on the fire, but we had some canned foods and we were camped beside one of my mates. Uh, they had a big dam. We had a raft there, so we sent a car of the guys out on the raft and then we started putting these cans in and facing them so they'd be heating up be pressurizing and just shooting off like cannons it was great and trying to hit them in the water um 
no one lost an eye that I can remember or would own up to. Um, and I don't think anyone lost a limb. There, there may have been some burn injuries, but um, burn, burns that healed, not... Uh, not too bad. And it was fairly fairly common as well as in the colder sort of areas. Well, as you said, when there's alcohol involved, it's fairly common for people to sort of fall asleep next to the fire. And um, just through healthcare, I know that I've seen quite a few people who fall asleep next to the fire and come in with terrible burns to like the soles of their feet and uh, just from being too close to the fire. I've had uh, plenty of clothing that has either melted uh, I've had soles of shoes that have melted because they've been too close to the fire. Uh, um, or you'd go, gee, I'm really hot on, I, f- I feel really hot. And then you can start smelling the clothes as it starts to smolder. So you can get a little close and that's just not from being uh, alcohol induced. It's just from being you know, cold. Sometimes you just get a bit silly. Yeah. And, and I guess the whole barbie culture seemed to change, the barbecue culture seemed to change um, in Australia around, well, I don't know, it was always evolving. I guess the barbecue is one of those great Australian traditions that uh, everyone seems to love. But um, one of the things that really brought the, the barbecue, the Australian barbecue to sort of that international attention that I remember was uh, Paul Hogan doing those adver- advertisements that were aired in America and they started off, um, do you remember what the catch line was? Put another shrimp on the barbie. But do you remember what it was originally before that? that put, another tra- prawn. <laughs> put another prawn on the barbie. Put another prawn on the barbie and they had to change uh, it for the American market. Yeah, people outside they, of Australia they, didn't know what a prawn was. Yeah, so I suppose that's what you have to do when you um, are trying to get an overseas market in. And and really, and please, please don't think I'm being um, uh, sexist or chauvinistic. It was a real male thing, wasn't it? It was the blow just stood around the barbie and had a beer and that was it was the blokes that were cooking and you never went and cooked on another man's barbie it was the homeowner it like was, patting another man's dog yeah yeah or using his tools I, it's you know, funny you've that got you got permission I, it's funny that you mentioned that because and please don't think of me in any way as a feminist um because i'm not uh, it's just an observation that it's always funny that during a barbecue a bloke goes out cooks a meat that's it everyone congratulates him on the barbecue everyone says wow you've done a great job but behind the scenes it's usually the woman involved that's making all the salads getting everything organized making sure there's enough of everything going um and doing all the washing and cleaning up and the bloke gets all the congratulations <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad as, as the bloke that cooks a barbecue i think it's tremendous but it's interesting that that, that it's the man that that gets the attention for it um when really all you do is chuck the, the meat on turn it over a couple of times and hope to god you haven't burnt it yeah, and, and and back in the day, and how many barbecues have you been to where people go, now what would every individual like, as in how would you like your meat? And people go medium rare. Back in the day it was you got what was cooked. Yeah. And if it was cooked, it was cooked. So it was either charcoal or, as you said <laughs> earlier on, it was raw. Or charcoal uh, on the outside and raw on the inside. There were no fancy, yeah, it was no fancy lights. A lot of the time it was the fire that was the light. There was no lights out over the top of it because it was usually well away from the house as well because 
you know, it was, I, I remember using quite a bit of petrol to get the barbecues going. <laughs> so, and, you know, it'd be, if you run out, you'd just go and siphon a bit of petrol out of whatever vehicle was closest, except if not diesel, and you'd be there just <laughs> and putting it on there. And it was just the whole, let's see how big a whoosh you can get out of it. So you'd try and probably put about half a litre on it, let it sort of soak in. And then because it was, especially in the enclosed ones where it became enclosed, the fumes would just sit there. So you're lighting the match. And if you didn't throw it and you went to put your hand in, it'd just be this big whoosh and a big, big sort of, it sort of ball, goes, ball of flame and come goes, out. Sort of goes, <laughs> <laughs> And then you can start, you start to smell hair and you go, oh, yes. The whole hair on your arms are gone. Many an eyebrow's been lost to that uh, sort of shenanigans, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, you're right with the food as how it's varied. And, you know, I occasionally try, I don't do it anymore because, you know, you get it how it's get. And I'm not that good a cook to be able to, to discern it. They all go on at the same time. They all come off at the same time. But um, when people say, uh, you know, you're, you make the effort to ask somebody what they think and what would they like, how do they like a cook? And they just say, oh, as it comes. And you know damn well that they, they either want it some weird version of rare or burnt to a crisp. There's no in-between. There's one end or the other. And, yeah, that whole as-it-comes sort of things or however it's cooked, oh, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. It's like, ah, oh, come on, man, give me something to work with. And, and um, again, a little bit of controversy here. Um, how often can you remember as a, a child and growing up going to these barbecues, did someone take a vegetarian option, let yeah, alone right. a vegan option? Vegetarian option was can I help out? Can I bring a salad? That was that was the option, and I don't know. I don't know what it is with vegans. Um, you know, each each to their own. But um, I don't know that there's too many vegan barbecues are enjoyed anywhere. No, no, I doubt it. But it could be the grass clippings from where you mowed the lawn earlier that day. Yeah, and, and you know that's that's how it usually works out as well. Um, but to, speaking of that, but we do have a lot of varied foods now, and people always bring things like uh, you know lamb kebabs or something marinated in something else, or they bring uh, halloumi or, or some other thing, and you can't just have a straightforward piece of white bread. It's always some fancy bread rolls or. Um, uh, or, or some sort of sourdough or something like that that you have to bring. And uh, and I don't know if you remember, you, you used to talk about appetizers. Your appetizers, as far as I remember, used to be a packet of potato chips or crisps, whatever you want to call them. Um, and that was pretty much it, really. Look, if, if it was a fancy barbecue back in the day, you might have had a homemade dip, you know, um, cream of corn dip or something <laughs> silly like that, maybe... <laughs> some gherkins or something, I, I don't know, a couple but, of pickles or something. And something but, usually um, served with white bread as well, not all these fancy crackers and biscuits. And Did I glitch out there, mate? Yeah, and as I, as I mentioned in, um, and I don't know if I've mentioned this previously, but I could eat anything between two pieces of bread. So, you know, even if the coals fell into it, I would eat it. Mm. You don't have to say that, mate. I can see you at the moment. So, um, yeah, so the, the different varied foods that people bring, the, bring these days, it, it seems to almost be like you have to out try, try and outdo each other. There is, but the, the other side of it too is 
remember the beverages that used to come to a barbecue? Mm. Mm. Was beer, beer mm-hmm. and soft drinks for the kids, or or water, um, ladies. And again, I'm not being sexist here. Yeah. Would usually have uh, it's either a red or white cask wine, or they would have when they got fancy back in the early '80s. They used to have things like West Coast Cooler and those that were sort of like the starter of those wine sort of spritzer type drinks, where um, yeah, that was West the drink Coast. that was motor that was sort of um, dressed up for the ladies. And I think that was sort of like a wine cooler type thing rather than the the mixer drinks like we have now where you have the Bacardi Breezes and the Vodka Cruises and all the different flavours and things. They were just like a um, – they looked like a soft drink. They were in a sort of clear beer bottle, but they were they were almost part, um, put out like a soft drink. But, yeah, West Coast Cooler was one of the first ones that I remember. And didn't you get cop a lot? If you had a West Coast um, instead of a beer, <laughs> I don't know that anyone ever did. To be perfectly honest, my yeah. my dad was a cop, so most of the people we had were cops, and there was no way they weren't drinking beer. No, and and that's the thing. Like, I have to admit, we would have our own wine that my dad and the old the old neighbour used to make. We used to have, like I said, the, the vineyard, the table grapes. We always had a couple of rows of the wine grapes. So yep. there was always bottles of wine and it was horrendous, horrendous. <laughs> Be some sort of rocket you know, feel. Yeah, probably. Oh, oh, horrendous. It You, you wouldn't even, <laughs> you wouldn't even give it to your worst enemy. It's uh, it was dangerous, I tell you. But it worked well in your radiator. <laughs> it it had cleaned your car, uh, car engine, and the yeah. oil off your off your car. And I don't know about you, but there was always there was always some good friend of your parents who had kids sort of around your age, but not quite right, and then probably either a little bit older, a little bit younger, and you really didn't like them, and you didn't want to hang out with them, and your parents would always insist that go and look after this kid because you know they're the guests, and you need to go and play with them and go and make these things, and you just think, oh, I really don't want to play with that kid. I don't like him. Did you ever had that, or were you that kid? I wasn't that kid. We there were brothers. I had brothers, so if there's anyone I particularly didn't like, I'd make my younger brother go and play with him. <laughs> of, course. Were... <laughs> of course, you did. And and nowadays barbecues seem to have become these monstrosities of um, outdoor kitchens. And I, uh, you know, I don't know how people manage to to maintain them, yet alone afford them, because they're not cheap barbecues these days um but you know saying that they do cook immaculate food it's amazing not long gone as the uh the burnt to a crisp nag i can't remember the last time i had one had to endure one of them um the new barbecues are spectacular but it's such a big business these days and it's you know it's more than just the old days where we used to just go and you know chuck a snag on the barbie and and go from there or just have a chop um it it doesn't seem to you know that doesn't seem to exist anymore but people have smokers now, so they don't just have barbecues. They have barbecues, they have smokers, they've got pizza ovens bricked into their backyard like a dome pizza oven that you go and see a little Italian restaurant many years ago. Um, and, you know, the smokers. So they've got, you know, stuff that's been sitting in the smokers for 12 hours, you know, before people get there. And it's it, you're right, it's a massive event. I, I know that 
you know, if there's a barbecue going now, it's, oh, you have to get this, you have to have the potato salad, you have to cater for this person, that person, the other person, where it used to be just, you know what, we got some steak, bring some, get some steak out of the, the big old chest freezer, dig around and pull some out and you share it. And a lot of the time, you know, people wouldn't even have to bring drinks. They'd just come around because you'd be, you know, beer there and it'd be that you're going, like you said, it was that event, people would come over, usually whoever had hosted, put on the big spread and the big spread was very plain. But that's what everyone enjoyed. It was the social outing. It was the getting together. It's not something that was done, you know, every night at, at home or every second weekend. You know, it was probably once a month. If that, and do you remember? Um, so, do you remember, um, or have you noticed? I should say we're, we're past the. Do you remember? Have you noticed these days how much chicken is served at, uh, at barbecues? Don't get me wrong; I love chicken. Or I probably eat it more often than I eat anything else. But somebody, um, somebody that I work with who is also a, a fa- has a farmer, has some beef cattle, has some um, goats and and other sorts of uh, livestock, was saying that yeah, she eats ca- uh, she eats cattle, she eats chicken as well, but. Um, have you noticed that how bland chicken is these days? You can't just eat chicken anymore. It's all marinated and it's all sauces and it's actually the sauces that you're eating rather than the chicken itself. The chicken seems to be pretty bland nowadays. No, I hadn't noticed that, but I will take note. Uh-uh. <laughs> Have a look at how often you get just a piece of chicken. You know, you can go out and get just a piece of steak. You can buy a piece of steak. You can buy, you know, at, at restaurants. Chicken always has something else on it. There's always something to go with it. So it, I don't know whether it's a conspiracy or whether it's just a, uh, something that I've noticed as well. But, yeah, yeah. anyway, something to think about. Oh, I'll definitely think about that next time I'm eating some chicken. Which... Yes. Yeah. Good. Anyway. Good. All right. That fell flat. So, yeah. um, what about what do you reckon about barbecues these days? Still good? Oh, I love a good barbecue. I like I like what they've sort of merged into. I have to say that um, I enjoy a barbecue. I've got um, a mate now um, that when I go to his place and he cooks a barbecue, I have to cook it because he's useless. And he just he buys really nice. Um, Steak makes really good stuff, but I go out and cook it because mm-hmm. he's just not good on it. And he's got a smick, really sweet as barbecue setup, mm-hmm. but he's just not confident on it. Not his thing. So, but I like it too. I like it too because mm. I it keeps me away from everyone else because it's sort of around the corner. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I love my, my barbecue. I, I use it a lot. I do enjoy it. I love cooking outdoors. But, um, yeah, it's certainly not the event that it used to be. It's not the big gathering that it once was. It's become far more commonplace. And for better or better or for worse, uh, you know, that's that's how it's gone. It's it's not the, the Australian barbecue that we used to have. But, uh, you know, is that such a bad thing? Anyway, let us know your thoughts. Once was cool podcast at gmail.com. That's our uh, email address. Let us know what you think. Do you remember the burnt sausages? Do you remember your dad being out there getting all the uh, all the applause and all the accolades for doing the basics, drinking beer and flipping a bit of meat every so often? Let us know what you think. Um, we any other thoughts? Look, uh, I was just thinking the other thing that you used to get with the uh, old uh, barbecues was the smoke. Yeah, a lot of the um, 
a lot of the flavour came from the smoke from the fire, but the smoke at the barbecues, you know, if it was a still night, it would just be filled around where everyone was standing. And these days, well, there is no smoke. You can't have them. So, well, you can, but not that good. Um, no, and I've always yeah. found that whenever I'm around a fire, the smoke seems to follow me no matter where I am. I can sit at uh, any point of the clock around there and uh, the smoke always seems to follow me. must be my magnetic personality. It's it's something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's something. Anyway, please give us your feedback. We're on Facebook at uh, Once When I Was Cool Podcast. Let us know what you think. Uh, thank you for everyone who keeps uh, giving us feedback. Like we said before, thanks for listening in and thanks for telling us, friend, that's probably the best thing you can do for us is just to, to pass it on, tag us in, see what you can do. You can find all our old episodes at, at oncewascool.com. That's our website or wherever you get your usual podcasts. So thanks very much for joining us. We, thanks very much, mate, Simon. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Dave. Bye.